0: Podcast, podcast, podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Play for Keeps. It's Cameron Hay at Cameron underscore Hay on Twitter, and of course, I'm joined by Drew Williams at Dope is Drew on Twitter. And this is a different episode, of course, like a special episode. I don't. I feel like "special" isn't quite the right word to use, but. It's definitely different circumstances, and we're definitely joined by some guests that we are more than happy to do a show with, more than happy to share space with. The RCN crew, Mark and Jeff, are here with us. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Man? How you guys feeling? What's
1: going on? Doing a lot better than yesterday. i I must say. I'm solid, man. I'm
2: okay, man. You know, yesterday was it was a, a bit overwhelming, but uh, you know, we here, so. And yeah, I think I think the best
1: I think the best adjective to use for everything that had happened yesterday and especially this episode um as this is a very special episode this is our first opportunity that we have had from an rspn and a play for keeps perspective to do everything under one umbrella for one show but yeah, a lot of this yeah, just yeah. felt very urgent i must say compared to all the emotions and and, and <clears throat> what we wanted to capture at the point in time where all of yeah. this was going down from an nba and a WNBA perspective yesterday right
2: yeah, no, I know we all wanted to come together for like a, a another situation, like a playoff game or the finals or or whatever the case may be, a uh, game seven. But, uh, you know, this situation kind of uh, forces our hand a little bit to come together and as a team and really discuss some things going around going on around the league and around the world. So, uh, you know, we, we had to make some adjustments, but we're all here and, you know, it's, it's per- a perfect way to do it right here. You know, play for keeps guys, RSPN guys. This is it, man.
3: Yeah, I'm glad we're all together, boys, man. Uh, long overdue, but I definitely think it's the right time for us to, you know, be coming together and getting this all on one, one accord. You know, getting everybody's ideas and what they think
1: about it. Yeah, out. and I'm happy that it wasn't yesterday because boy, there would have been. Uh, <laughs> this would have been a good 10 minute podcast of uh, some yeah. anger. Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: Uh, a lot of confusion. Definitely. which I feel like was was the vast majority of feelings for a lot of NBA fans uh, watching everything that happened yesterday afternoon um, with the start of the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get to that uh, in a brief moment. But a, a lot of it just felt like such a big whirlwind of things happen happening really immediate. And there was a little bit of a positive note to that because as things are happening pretty much on the fly, it really puts these types of conversations and these predicaments in, in a in a difficult predicament, essentially, to, to actually start really good conversation. Uh, and now things have had the opportunity to uh, develop and we have some more information on what is going to happen with the remainder of the league that we'll be talking yeah. about today. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, if we, we
2: would have jumped on here yesterday, uh, <laughs> yeah, we definitely, I mean, I know I was emotional about it in general, but yeah, it was it was definitely like a, you know, after all the news has started to hit and it's just like after a while, man, I mean, we had Cam on the show before everything started and we just, we kind of said, is this even the right decision? Obviously we want basketball, but is it the right decision? And after yesterday, we, I, I mean, I saw y- y'all's timelines. I mean, we kind of all came to agreement. Like, hey, it's just in this shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just, just cook it. Like, but
3: you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I at first kind of, you know, was ready for them to come back and play, and then after hearing the reasoning on why they didn't want to play, I kind of I'll do whatever the
0: players wanted to do, but
3: for sure, yeah, for sure, it definitely was a different type of
0: feeling for
3: sure. Yeah,
0: it was like. Just seeing it happen in real time, like being able to see, like we were expecting to watch. Like I was, at, I was at Drew's crib, and I was thinking we were about to watch the Magic and the and the Bucks game, and then I get the notifications on my phone, cause like I'm, I got the notifications set up for, like Shams, Woj, Mark Spears, all of these guys, Chris Haynes, for like, and Mark Stein, and they all start sending the tweets in that the, the Bucks were really seriously thinking about boycotting this game, and I was like, wow, like. That's crazy. You started to hear the talk earlier in the week from the Bucks, from like George Hill in particular, saying that the guy shouldn't even have come to the bubble. And mm-hmm. then you saw the talk from even Toronto, Rap- the Raptors players, saying how some of them were thinking about even going home. And yeah, I didn't like. Of course, you don't want to think guys are bluffing, but it's one of those things you have to see it to believe it. Like, yeah, really yeah, like you're like, like okay, bro, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and then when it actually happened, it came time. When you saw that boycott and then you saw all the other teams behind them follow suit, I really got – it was really a point yesterday where I thought the NBA season was over. Yeah. I really no, thought it was we over. We
2: all did. We all did. I mean, and when it comes yeah. down to, like, why it didn't end, which I know we'll get deeper into, you know, I, I have compassion and why it didn't end, you know, why things did is are going to progress and, you know, games will finish up. Because from a fan's perspective, we're just looking at, the like, the bottom line, which is – Uh, you know, black people are getting killed by the police. Period. There's bigger things going on than basketball, period. But you know, these men have jobs too. You know, like I I I wasn't in my back of my mind, I'm not I'm not at the crib like worrying about these millionaires' money. You know what I'm saying? I just wasn't. But at the end of the day, that is a perspective that you have to look at it by.
3: A lot of people expect an athlete to leave their money on the table for
2: Mm -hmm. the greater
3: good, but they wouldn't do the same, and right, a, a slippery slope at that point, you
2: know. Absolutely, they under contract. They got contracts, man. They got families too, and they got bills, you know, just like we do. They just look different,
1: so, yeah. you know, it makes sense. I think the most uncomfortable part about all of it is is mainly the fact that. Between, between Jeff and I, we had Cam on just to rewind things back as, as far as episodes that are on this channel specifically. Um, when we returned from RSPN in June, we had Cam on and the conversation that we had at that point in time where, where we hadn't had an actual NBA episode for a couple of months just due to uh, COVID and everything of that nature until we actually had some solid news of the NBA, even had an opportunity to return. Uh, the conversation that we had was focused on George Floyd, and that wasn't the best or the easiest conversation to actually have. And now few days left until we actually go into September, we are revisiting this type of conversation. And the conversation that we have in June with that George Floyd situation ends up sparking a lot of what led to or what led to a problematic point with starting the NBA season in general. And it ended up being problematic in ways that we discussed because it felt like so many voices that were not very vital to this conversation as of right now we're chiming in on things and that's where we had the conversations that we began to see regarding Kyrie Irving and his thoughts and, and and what he wanted to represent with starting the NBA season he didn't want to be a part of it it felt like there were many things that were much more important than trying to find a 2020 NBA champion and that ended up turning into a good point and actually twisting it into an area where uh it was discussed that he's going against lebron james mm-hmm. and lebron is now being pictured as this do right type of character that is in the nba and as of right now it, it feels like it's the same type of it's, it's the same type of uh, uh, uh characteristic that people have been providing that was being provided even before anything was confirmed on any type of superstar that wanted to restart the NBA season. But in June, you end up having that really early. And that was one of my biggest issues is that it feels like there's a lot of people that are not our color that do not care about this type of conversation or the situation in general that we are dealing with as black men. Not even
2: sympathetic to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I want to chime in for some likes. I want to chime in for some retweets. I uh, want to Rose Kyrie Irving for, um, His past views, his past comments, things (laughs) of that nature. And that ended up being really weird. Uh, So now it's end of August. We're having another one of those uncomfortable conversations. And the one thing that I'm very positive about is that we can we can take the opportunity to look at this and discuss this in areas that pretty much birthed this channel we uh, from from an elite media group perspective we want to highlight and lift these black voices in these types of conversations so that is one thing that i'm thankful for but it's it's so difficult to look at this past week and everything that has came out with it since sunday afternoon and you see that footage of jacob blake
2: yeah no you know it was all over the timeline which you know i know some people You know, don't want to physically see it, but, um, you know, in some respects it should be seen because, you know, sometimes that's one of the only ways, excuse me, that compassion is built. Um, So, yeah, for me, you know, I I was the same as you, Mark. I can only I can only watch it so much. And then obviously, you know, I got to I got to try to move on so I don't tear myself down. But, yeah, it, it was an overwhelming day overall. Hmm. Um, and the sports stuff was, the sports stuff wasn't overwhelming for me, but, you know, it was one of those things where I I had a pretty hard stand on what I, what I thought they should do, you know, and that was ended. Like, you know, just to me at that point, it didn't make any sense, but I I wasn't looking at it from a business perspective or anything that ended up, you know, coming to a conclusion later that night after their call. Uh, I wasn't even looking at it like that. I was looking at it based off. What we were dealing with, you know, and that is police brutality. Hmm.
0: That's correct. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. I think, like, that's what all of this centers circles back to, is police brutality and violence against the disenfranchised and minorities in America, specifically African Americans. So, like, that's what this all circles back circles back to. And I, I, I applaud the players for for even doing what they did yesterday. One hundred percent
2: for sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, like like we talked about earlier, it kind of brought me back to the George Floyd thing and why I initially had my doubts about them even returning to play. And it kind of made me think that, you know, I don't know, I'm kind of a person that believes in like divine intervention. Everything is happening for a reason. And I feel like when I initially heard that they were boycotting because of the, the Jacob Lake the Jacob thing. It kind of made me stand back and think, you know, the George Floyd thing happened and we kind of pushed it off as the teams were like, we're going to use our platform and we're going to do that. And then we hear the players were unhappy Mm -hmm. and think that they're doing enough in the bubble. And then, you know, obviously this happens over the weekend and then we're back here right where we were at the beginning. So it kind of made me think like, all right, maybe we're not getting the message like there's not – time for basketball right now
1: and it feels like it feels like even when they had that type of 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 conversation we even continued to 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 maneuver through the remainders of what we had left in in what was it the last few games of the first round because as this is such a big topic that is in the nba and pretty much something that starts a lot of the fire that began this nba season as well you began to see uh, A Donovan Mitchell hopper on Twitter who is is doing incredible in the first round and jump and say you know what fuck all this I don't I don't care about uh uh fifty something points I don't care about scoring sixty I don't care about scoring seventy these playoffs don't mean anything we want we want justice and and that is yeah. and that and that is even before this is even before Jacob Blake so <laughs> right. so that so that happens on Sunday afternoon and you have these type of, of of athletes that are within the NBA right now that that really don't as much as as much as they are dedicated to their job of course and providing uh uh, what needs to be done for the remainder of this postseason a lot of it is not 100 there and i feel like that's completely fine from a perspective because as much as you can feel that this playoffs doesn't really mean anything and there's a lot much more important things to deal with as of right Mm -hmm. now it's it's difficult it's here's 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 essentially where I started having issues with the feedback that came with it. When you started seeing what happened on Wednesday afternoon and Milwaukee, Orlando is about to happen. It's it's game five. Magic are literally about to go home. I don't think anybody's taking magic on, on Wednesday afternoon. Giannis Giannis, the Bucks want to finish this up, go to the second round and do what they have to do. But they end up being the team that starts the conversation. Head on and doesn't and do not come outside the locker room. Do not tell the Orlando Magic and just stay in the locker room. And this is our first renditions of a protest. And you see the rumblings. Things go online 100 percent quick, especially with the amount of 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 um uses of social media that actually NBA is actually using for this postseason, And you see a lot of it in real time. So now yeah. that begins going on. And the athletes that are not playing as of right now, which ended up being one in Jamal Murray, 100% back it. And the replies that come from the backing of it is, well, why didn't you sit out yesterday? And I feel like that is. Yeah,
2: yeah that's man. I just feel like that's just dangerous, bro. Like you, yeah. it's like at the end of the day, you know, just like they basically tried to make it look like he didn't care because he didn't do his job, like, cause he did his job yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. Look, if the bucks and the two time MVP defensive player of the year and his team decided to take a stand, whether it was, you know, kind of uh, out of nowhere, and I don't want to say out of nowhere, but they just decided to do it. Um, you know, that that's their, that's their prerogative. At the end of the day, you know, they had the, they had the game the day prior, man. It's like, yo, they went on the court, they did their job. I'm not sure if they even considered, you know, actually not playing, but they played their game. And just because he decided to take a stand, you know, and use his, use his, his voice on his social media the next day. Um, so be it, man. I, I just thought it was a little bit unfair to like attack him for that. And in general, like it, it was nice to see the NBA players like not censor themselves, uh on social media and express how they feel whether it's you know actually typing out the word fuck or whatever the case may be like you know knowing how serious uh, it is to them because i think that's important too a lot of these guys i mean they're going to stay professional because it's social media and i'm sure the coaches be on their ass and you know all that fun stuff but um yeah i just think i just think it's important to like see our players our nba players to not censor themselves say what the fuck they want to say back everybody like back everybody, like it's one league, like regardless of who sat down first or who didn't play, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody, somebody did it, a team did it, you know, regardless of how they did it or if it was out of nowhere or however, the, you know, it happened. And um, yeah, you know, it always
0: only takes one domino.
2: It only takes one, and, and I, regardless of if it if it was something that you know was discussed or didn't discuss, I still commend the, the Bucks for doing what they did. Um, and it's just I don't know, man. Like, I, look, if 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 Jamal did it right, and we look, go to the game before, and if LeBron sent a tweet, they say, "Well, LeBron, why didn't you?" You know, it's like it just—it doesn't really matter. Like at the end of the day, somebody stood up, the league, the, the whole the whole league kind of, you know, held hands for the most part and, and did something that was the right thing to do. And it's just it's just how how it went down, man. So I don't think we need to be pointing no fingers of like, why did why did you play yesterday? It's like, well, come on, man. Like, it's still my job.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree, bro. My my thing is people don't get to determine how you grieve. Like I could watch the video one day and, you know, you're balling up everything, trying to, you know, keep going through the motions of doing your job, yeah. playing basketball in front. of It's already a high leverage job as it is. And you have that in the back of your mind. And it only takes one night of sleeping or maybe two nights for you to go. You know what? Maybe. It's wrong that we're doing this. Yeah, you can come to that realization whether in one day, a month, two weeks, and that's why I didn't really get people talking about Kyrie in the beginning of the oh, bubble. Yeah. They were saying, "Why in the beginning you weren't worried about going to the bubble for the Black Lives Matter movement? Why are you matter? Why did? Why does it matter now?" Yeah. Thought, you know, I had
2: to think about it. You got to
3: reflect. We we, we yeah, learn from information. You know, yeah, nothing
2: wrong with that at all. These are these are these are human beings. At the end of the day, like I mean, yeah, we may look at them, we see them on TV, making a lot of money, doing great things athletically, uh, and from a business perspective. But like, they're humans. They're not they're not superheroes. You know what I'm saying? Like, some yeah. of them may even be idols, but like, they they feel the same way we feel. They got depression. Like, and again, I'm gonna I gotta say this while I'm on here too. Like the Charles Barkley shit about uh, Paul George, like basically trying to excuse his mental health because he's a millionaire. Like, I just thought it was bullshit. Like. It's it's stuff like that that is, like, just dangerous to even, like, say, nigga. Like, at the end of the day, you know, being a millionaire doesn't excuse you from mental health. No, and
0: I think that that, I'm happy you, you brought up their status and everything because that's something I wanted to touch on. I think people have, in this situation with these players and athletes, I don't like how we weaponize their wealth and stats against them at times. I don't bro. think I don't think that that's necessarily fair because, especially, I saw it today after the the players decided that they wanted to play and their reasons for it. I see a lot of people on social media criticizing them and telling and saying it's funny. Now, of course, it might look bad or. You might wonder how you only boycott for one game, and then you decide that we're going to move forward. Of course, if, you want to, to question, if you want to question, if you want to question that, then then that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, to say that oh, these guys have enough money as it is, they can sacrifice. Yeah, like, it. Come on, like man. I don't <laughs> think that's our. I think that's our place to say. I don't think that's you don't know
2: what they got going on. I mean, I'm, exactly. sure
0: I'm sure there's plenty of NBA
2: players with big ass contracts who are not good with their money, or just have personal things going on, or have to feed a yeah. hundred mouths. Like you just don't exactly.
0: Know it's a lot of a lot of these guys aren't just taking care of the money isn't just them these guys a lot of these guys come from situations where they might be taking care of 20 30 people in their their whole family or where they might be the yeah. first person ever in their family to make any real type of money and then now they're taking care of multiple different people like you don't know what any of these people's situations are and so i i've always I've well, not always but since when the play first got stopped in March and they were talking about going back to play and everything. And I, and people were saying they need to hit these, these owners where, where it hurts the pockets and everything. I don't think they're necessarily thinking about how it affects the NBA player. And just because the professional athlete makes more money than the average American citizen, it doesn't mean that they should be forced to, to give up what they, what they do for a living for us to feel better, in my opinion. And I think that, and I think that it's also, why are athletes the only people that are being asked to sacrifice? To not, yeah. to, to all right, you guys are a distraction. Why are they the only people that are being told they're a distraction? Why are they the only people that have to stop working? Like, I don't think I, I've always questioned that since this is since this has become a topic of conversation. I just wonder why they are the only ones, specifically the NBA players. I don't see many people asking the NFL to stop playing. NFL season opener is two, is two weeks yeah, from tonight, and a half
2: away, yeah, yeah, it's
0: still happening. happening? Of September course. Yeah, NFL season opener is September as, as, 10th.
2: As a matter of fact, you know, they're going to have fans in there. they will have fans. Yeah, like yeah, some have, don't have a, like lying. I think a, a 18,000, 19,000 limit, you know, considered uh yeah. uh social distancing. I, I don't know if it's I don't know, you know, No, that get, is true. The,
0: the Chiefs the Chiefs on Thursday night on September 10th, they're going to have 22% capacity. There you of go. Their stadium. They're going to have fans in the stadium. So want some
2: so, every other
1: seat type shit. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not
2: right. every team, it's not every team, but yeah, some teams yeah. are announcing, you know, if you're a season ticket holder, those type of things, like you get first dibs.
0: Yeah, every team isn't gonna have fans because the Houston Texans have said they, they aren't gonna have fans in their stadium this year. But the Chiefs on opening night when they bring when they when they raise the banner and they bring the Super Bowl trophy out and everything, they do the whole ceremony, you know, like they're gonna have fans there. And nobody has said anything about oh, the NFL players need to stop playing. they, need to, they need to protest. Like, it's it's almost, only like,
2: NBA. it's almost like social media and like we, we've we come to this conclusion with the NFL because they've done so bad with handling social injustice that like we just we kind of, like I feel like I don't want to say people are giving them a pass, but it's just like we don't care that they're not taking the stand because we're, you know, that's what we've we been walk. on the NFL. Yeah, track. yeah, like that's I'm good. Kind of like,
1: I going watch that shit. I going watch yeah, that like, shit they, two they, weeks. I'm they straight. Do,
2: they do need to be held accountable. You know, it's it just that's real life. I mean, they're athletes, uh a lot of black athletes. Um, but because they haven't handled the situation uh better in the past, I feel like some people have just given up on the fact of even like trying to push them to make a change, including the players. Like, you know, some players I saw, some NFL players I did see that were extremely vocal um yesterday as well, but you know, there's other weird things going on too you know i know i'm sure you guys saw the brian urlacher shit and and yeah. uh that type of situation which is like yo i don't even know like
1: why I, why 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 are you talking uh, on this yeah why are you I, talking it, on this it's
2: crazy like i don't even know yeah. like that's a whole nother thing i'm not even gonna go too crazy and on comparing that.
0: Yeah, one man and comparing no disrespect to brett Ford, but rest in peace to his father like i don't want to minimize that but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Comparing somebody losing a parent to like long, something bro. that a whole community of people have constantly been seeing for basically since we've got to this country, like since we were since we've been in America, like it's it's not quite the same. And no. for Urlacher to pull that was was low. That was low, yeah. but I'm happy he did it at the same time. So now
2: we know what he cool is
0: exactly. We know exactly
2: yeah, we who, know who, who he are. is. It's cool. His, his whole his whole thing is is cooked. You know, like that's. Yeah. I guess that is the bright side of it is you know we we know the type of man he is and he's been a questionable guy anyways because he was a, you know he's a Trump right. guy. He's a you know. But in general, um, yeah, fuck that guy. But overall, man, I just from the standpoint of like what we're what we're having to deal with as like black women and black men and. Um, These athletes and these sports that are predominantly black, um, you know, black people running the world from a culture standpoint, uh, sports, music, all that. You know, I'm I'm trying to figure out how, you know, our culture is uh, the most leaned on. But when it comes to trials and tribulations, nobody wants to give us a a proper hand and a proper look. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't want to they don't want to respect the the type of things we got to go through or how we even feel driving down the street and seeing a cop. You know what I'm saying or having a cop two two cars behind you. They don't even know what that feels like. So um I, I we need we definitely need more compassion. Uh all the prayers and all that shit. I mean, hey, if you're if you're a, a god-fearing man, you know, good for you, you know what I'm saying, but you know, we need action as well.
1: 100%. That's why I just want them out the way. Move out the way. Please provide these voices, our voices, yeah. anybody else that is black and could actually have the opportunity to provide some insights and some conversation on this that are positive enough to strike some type of thought and move those straight forward. Unfortunately for us, that Brian Urlocker bullshit and whatever he did is going to get uh, uh, a lot more eyes and a lot okay. more attention that is needed. The negative portions of that is probably going to provide some type of of odd conversation, some stupid YouTube comments, Twitter (laughs) comments to actually to actually try and uh, marginalize and minimize a lot of what we are doing right now.
2: Yeah, the importance.
1: And what we lose focus on on a lot of it is the fact that Wednesday afternoon, all of the all of it for the pa- for the first couple of hours just feels like the power is in the hands of these players for the first time in a pretty long time. You didn't really feel it when June was happening. Uh, you definitely don't feel it in areas where you're doing uh, collective bargaining agreements and things of that nature, at least not too often. But yeah. now... For those first few hours, and especially when you've seen LeBron James use those damn nine exclamation points, the power is in the hands of the players. And we didn't really see too much of what was going down on it. We, as fans, start taking a look at everything that was going down. You see see Shams, and the conversation begins to build. And that leads to, okay, we're going to have a meeting at 8 Mm o'clock on Wednesday night to try and determine whether or not this season needs to continue because as we are watching protests we are expecting these protests more than likely if if we have the opportunity to, to to choose a scenario for this we're expecting this to not complete until things are done from what are we are requesting and we got the news fairly early of the bucks reaching out um to the Wisconsin uh, what was the the, the, was it what was it The, the Wisconsin general and ask about justice and demand justice for those police officers or well towards those police officers I should say and I don't think we got too much detail of what led with that conversation did we
2: Mm, I don't I don't think we did get too much information, but I mean, I feel like that's expected, though. I mean, any any conversation that they have with a government official, we probably not going to get too much information about it anyways. But if it was proactive, yeah, yeah, if it was proactive, then I mean, I I guess salute. You know, what I'm saying I I hope it was proactive. But, um, you know, right now it's about those type of people those government officials, your state officials about, you know, putting the, putting the aim on them and, and putting the eye on them. Like, you know, you got to do something, you got to step up and these owners as well, you know, you got to hold these owners accountable as well. Like it has, to it has to come down to, yeah, we can support our players all we want. You know what I'm saying? They can stand up and they can step away from games and all that. But, you know, it's something, sometimes it's going to take people at a, at a higher power as well to, to help make that push. And I think that also had a lot to do with just, you know, protesting the game as well. It's like, yo, do something for us because we're yeah. doing everything for y'all.
1: Yeah, and as that happens, you get the you get the trigger effect from the WNBA. You have the Washington Mystics reaching out. You have um, the Atlanta Dream reaching out as well. Ariel Atkins of the Washington Mystics stating that we're not just basketball players; we're so much more than that. And they wear the Jacob Blake and spell it out on T-shirts. Man, look, the WNBA has done so well, and they've
2: taken so much heat and. You know the, the the things that they already have to deal with as as uh, professional women who play basketball from their pay, from the the way they're treated in travel, their hotel, all that stuff that we got to see this past summer. <clears> yeah. Excuse me. It's amazing to me that they even feel comfortable speaking up because their situation is nowhere near as lavish as the as the NBAs, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's not, and they still have you know the heart to stand up. For things like this is beautiful to me. So yeah, we absolutely have to give like all the praise and appreciation to the women in-, in WNBA because you know at the end of the day they I feel like they have more on the line stepping away from their games than the men. And they don't have the same amount
0: ahead. of leverage that the NBA yeah. players have. It was from the outside looking in; it doesn't look that way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They right. They right. definitely have like I agree that they have a little bit more on the line per se for sure. Yeah, I mean
3: I, I really like them getting on the phone because my big thing that i really you know advocated for the players to push for was i don't want any performative theatrics being done after this i want if you're gonna do it i want real legislative push i want you to actually do something where you can make a mark if you're gonna do it that's what i'm if you're not gonna do it and you want to play and do the tweeting and do all that that's fine but we need to acknowledge, you know, there's real push and then there's performative push. That's
2: all I'm, you know, worried about. I don't need to see the owners on the court taking a knee. Like, no, I don't no, need, like, do no. like, you know what I'm saying? That I, I, understand what you're saying, Drew. That's basically what Drew's saying. Like, yo, all the, all the theatrics and the, and the, the, shit for TV, and you know, we, I don't the tweet the Black Lives Matter tweets, all that. That's, that's, that's great, but you know, get to it. Like, go to yeah. your desk, make the calls make the push, change the environment, change the country and do something right. I mean that, that's what it comes down to. We're talking about billionaires. You know, you can't tell me, you can't tell me that that they ain't got they ain't got no power. You can't tell me.
0: Steve Steve Ballmer, the fourth richest man in the planet, is he? he? Yeah, it's like or come on, bro. He's the richest yeah. owner in North American sports for sure.
1: Yeah, it's Microsoft, like, right, baby. That's, that's it. You know it's there.
2: You know it's there. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, it's there and uh, obviously we can get into what happened, uh, in this call and after the call and, you know, talk about the league progressing and getting this playoffs done and what it even means, what this championship means, you know, what it's going to be, a, this is a weird time. We're, we're all going to be, you know, forties, fifties and look back on this and be like, wow, y'all remember that championship from, from 2020? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? remember all that shit that went down. Like Thanks. that's going to be crazy, man.
1: Yeah. So now we try to avoid a lot of the theatrics and we get to the meeting, and a couple hours go by. Not, I think, I think everybody is really on pins and needles because, uh, not only are there fans that are are trying to see if there actually is going to be the remainder of a postseason, uh, there's fans that, that really want to see if this is going to turn into something that ends up really being beneficial to the case of Jacob Blake, which would have been 100% amazing. And later in the night, we get the tweets, everything is done with the meeting, everything is done with the conference. There might be a, a, a little bit of a, a, of a, of a post-game afterward, but the, the the big portions of it ends up being or leading to the two teams that are really opting out and and don't really have an issue opting out in the remainder of the postseason in general. And that ends up being the two teams that we have covered in a major capacity since last summer, especially from Jeff and I from the year of the duo <laughs> with the Lakers and the Clippers so that happens and it ends up leading into an area where the first thing that we read is LeBron LeBron James has left the room and the Clippers just followed him and Udonis Haslam said a little bit of a of a comment stating that if the Lakers and the Clippers leave there truly is no postseason and
2: after that yeah it looked shaky after that we were all a little bit uh I know I was was like oh this shit over (laughs) you know yeah
1: I you know, disagree I with it all you want, but if, if Lakers and Clippers leave, uh, I, I we we we've discussed the big asterisk. I don't think there really is an issue in putting the big asterisk oh, on yeah, this if the around. two biggest teams in the Western Conference do not play the remainder yeah. of the postseason. If LeBron and yeah.
0: Kawhi are two of the three best players in the bubble with Giannis, and both of them say no, we're not playing. Like you, it's like no way. It's like no way, bro. It's no way. It's no I way. mean, I really
3: yeah. think if LeBron leaves, only LeBron.
0: <laughs> Just, like,
1: still right <laughs> Like anthony davis would be fucking pissed i would be so sick because you know they're gonna move as lebron
3: goes and if he leaves i, I don't get how they can keep going
0: oh yeah you, know? you take a huge ratings hit and everything like the face of the league leaves out the, bu- the bubble for the playoffs That's
3: but right. like i definitely understand you know the statement they were trying to make for jacob blake and him being alive and surviving this kind of brings a new dynamic to it. I wonder how the NBA is going to play it moving forward because obviously doing the the performative for the National Anthem and doing the Black Lives Matter T-shirt, the players have been, you know, adamant, that ain't enough. We need to do more. So yeah. I
1: wonder what they, what they took away from the meeting moving forward and what they're going to do. Now, as far as meeting details, the meeting details that end up coming out, of course involved the Lakers and the Clippers leaving, of course involves Haslam and their and their conversation, but it goes on so long that we start dealing with quotes that come out afterward as far as referees joining the conversation, uh, coaches that are joining the conversation, one being Doc Rivers stating that Your power comes with your voice and your voice ends up being something that you can provide with the remainder of these games. And maybe it's the best idea to continue with the postseason, which ends up going immediately in flames online because that 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 is that is not something that wants to be heard from fans that are expecting a lot of change to come from uh, this meeting. But from what we are left with, things end up being fairly bad. And we have to end up with another meeting that ends up going on Thursday morning, right?
0: Yeah yeah, they had the final meeting with the players this morning. The players had their final meeting this morning where they decided that they were going to continue to play the postseason. and then the Board of governors and the owners had a meeting at the same exact time, I believe. So think about the people that are now postpon well, as far as Wednesday
1: as far as Wednesday afternoon and Wednesday evening, you take out the Lakers, you take out the Trail Blazers and, and the Trail Blazers are pretty much done at this point in time because Damian Lillard is now in I, th- I think he's in L- I think he's in
0: California right now with his son.
1: Yeah, yeah. he went back
0: to Portland. He went back to Portland for oh, a, oh, he's yeah. all the way back in Portland now with his son. He okay. Went back to Portland so, for observation on his, uh, on his knee and he's not coming back to the level.
1: So that is is pretty much a wrap for that. You have Chris Paul, which is the head of the players association. Now the Thunder are now postponed. Harden postponed. The Houston Rockets are now out of the situation, and we have no games. TNT comes on. I think it's it's one of the most somber conversations that you're hearing, not only from Chris, Chris Weber, but from Kenny Smith as well, who walks off the set, and, and everything is very focused on being aligned with these players. us Us specifically, even putting out a statement as well, stating that we are definitely down with anything that – continues with these players because a lot of these players and a lot of these situations that are going on right now even with the start of this NBA is focused on wanting to put out the notion to make change I know a lot of fans want a lot more immediate justice but at surface level what is wanted and what is needed from a lot of this is the eyes to make these types uh, of changes but Thursday's meeting ends up in an area where we're not getting too many more games postponed uh this is not the end of the remainder of the season and we are actually going to continue with the remainder of the games how did that feel um
2: i mean i guess after looking at it from a business perspective and you know kind of calming down my initial my initial thoughts which was you know in this shit go ahead and just cancel the season you know it's, it's just too much um, you know you, you got you do have to think about you know just it's weird but you you do have to think about the money involved but not just for the current players you know for the future of the league what what the league what we may have to go through if we decide to cancel this season and in, in regards to the future of the league um and uh you know uh, you can also look at other other things like you know doc rivers his his opinion on playing is you know is a way to Use your voice. You know, I mean, whether you are with that stance or not, you know, there, there's a there's a bunch of different things uh, that can that can go into them just deciding to stay and, and finish it off. They're already there. They've already made the sacrifice to be there. Um, I mean, also we could say majority rule. I guess technically, right? I mean, we only had the Lakers and the, and the Clippers. Although who who are on their teams are massive players, but there's a bunch of different things. I, I guess I guess it just comes down to I guess it just comes down to business. I guess I mean it. it Kind of, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing that it did come down to that, for for the most part. But I think players also know that they can continue to play and continue to take the right stand. They must have. I mean, I'm assuming they were comfortable enough to continue playing. Maybe they, you know, they told the owners told them something, or you know, I I'm not sure as far as how deep that conversation got and what kind of information the players got to say. Okay, you know what. Let's go for it. Let's finish this, and while we finish it, let's make the proper stand. So something is—I'm I'm sure there was something, some agreement that came, you know, with the players and the coaches and the owners uh, to go ahead and keep it pushing. Or I mean, as as close as it was to ending, I mean, I assume that they had to come up with something.
1: Well, let's discuss business-wise because as as that is the 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 conversation that is getting the least amount of attention because a lot of people really don't want to hear business in this type of conversation right now. Let's paint the let's, let's illustrate the scenario that things don't happen the best way in that conversation on Wednesday evening. Things Mm -hmm. don't come into a good conversation on Thursday morning. And there's a mass exodus. Every team that is involved in the Orlando bubble is packing their things up. Don't want to continue this and want to really truly drive down the fact that we are not playing again until something happens in this situation with jacob blake and pretty much we are not picking up another basketball until the police officers that tried to murder jacob blake have some type of are are, are pretty much brought to justice and Mm. you can do it immediately you cannot do it immediately but until then we're not doing anything we're going home yeah. What actually does happen from a business um, immediately, as soon as people leave and hop on those planes, what happens immediately? Because you have many different areas that the NBA is now tied to, and yeah. Adam has to, and, and really, Adam has to provide answers. So, who needs those answers first? Who needs those answers immediately? TV networks yeah.
2: immediately, immediately, because I'm, I'm sure a lot of that stuff is, you know, paid off already. I mean. I don't know how much it cost to to hold those suites. Uh, you know, all the I mean, all those things that had to be done for this to for this to happen. And I, again, there's some people out there who don't want to hear that shit. They don't care about that shit. And that's fine. I, it's, it's OK to have that stance. Um, but, you know, again, I don't know if there is a way to make this decision without thinking about business for them. I just I just didn't I just don't think there there was a way. No. Like
0: yeah, the man. bottom line is definitely Oh, my bad. Go ahead, Drew.
2: Yeah, I mean, the way
3: I think of it, they put a lot of time, effort, and money into coming into the bubble, and it kind of made me think, I don't know if the players thought that there wouldn't have any type of situation like the George Florida the Jacob Blake thing happening in the bubble, but it had to be in the realm of possibility, and I think the amount of time and money they put into protecting them and making sure everything was good to go. I think they did consider that. And they were, I know a lot of players probably felt we're already here. We might as well finish what mm-hmm. we're doing. So I'm sure there were a lot of people feeling a lot of different ways. But the thing with me is like, if the players really want, you know, some type of change and they're going to say, we're not going to play until justice for Jacob Blake. Who knows? That may not be till next year. Are you not going to play till next year? Because they're already talking about, you know, they're not having fans in there. They're not making money doing this whole bubble thing. Mm-hmm. So are they going to do the bubble for next year? Or, yeah. yeah. Very cool to talk about.
0: And I want to. I think that just to pick, just to like circle back really quickly. I think that them having this this boycott while being in the bubble and bringing this attention to the bubble. I also think that it, it this is probably louder and a bigger platform than if these guys would have chosen to just not play in general. Weird, weirdly enough. I wanted to nah. get that point across. Like, I think that them actually going down their plane and then having this moment, I don't know, it feels like they had the whole world's attention yesterday. Mm-hmm. And today as well. And you started to see it trickle into, like, the NFL as well. You their think that's Doc, that was Doc's coaching. point a little bit? I kind of do. Like, I, I, yeah. see, I see where Doc was coming from when he says that. Like, no, yeah. like, and I didn't think they, that he was they necessarily stay wrong. there
2: and continue to push while they're yeah. playing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, and I didn't think that Doc was wrong in saying that. It was just interesting that he said, like, of course, yesterday we're just getting we're getting quotes all over the place. We don't know when yeah, yeah. what was we'll said, but it was yeah. like, you, you know, it was interesting to see that he said that and his team still voted that they weren't to go. Right. Vote. Exactly. But it's like, that's why, it's still, <laughs> that's why he asked the coach to leave. But like, right. you, uh, when, um, but just I think that in a weird way, this situation, just get it. When you heard players back in in May and June, when the season restart was kind of being discussed, and guys were saying, "I think we can make a a real impact if we go back to play while we're in the bubble," I don't know if this is what they had in mind, but this is kind of what what it is like. Because now they have the whole world's attention, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Spears just like tweeted out about twenty minutes ago about how the NBA and NBA Players Association were going to release a joint statement. Uh, later on tonight about different things they're asking for from the owners as far as, like, uh, police reform and some other stuff. Like, it was a bunch – it was like a list of things. But I don't, like, know if that happens if, if yesterday doesn't happen. So it's kind of, in a weird way, this situation, I think that this is the, the best-case scenario for the players is that they got to go down there, they got the boycott in the middle of the playoffs, and the owners kind of flinch for a minute. They, they now the owners kind of realize, like, OK, these guys are serious. And who knows if
1: uh, true truthfully, truthfully, I am not positive if the remainder of this NBA season sours a lot of this. As of now, there's really a good amount of people who are not happy and do and, and <clears throat> duly and noted. I feel like that comes from an area of wanting to see what really comes from a do more perspective. And you yeah. get the jokes of just don't make the Black Lives Matter font a little bit bigger. Don't yeah, yeah. Uh, slam us with more uh, commercials and ads on how this is really important and we need to speak up and we, we need that. to vote oh, and things it. of that nature. Oh, Good point, point, but not shit. that That's not anything that people want to hear right now. What a, a lot of people want is justice. And it feels like what was going to bring that very immediate was not picking up a basketball at all. And despite the fact that that can't happen right now, we have the timetable set where Wednesday afternoons games are now going to be played on Saturday, whereas Thursday's postponements are going to be played on Sunday. So there is going to be a lot of shuffling of, of different schedules and different games. Of course, I don't think we've heard too much from Adam Silver on a lot of this as well, as a lot of this has been very player-driven, and like Cam said, a lot of it has been very immediate once Milwaukee um, uh, uh, chose to move forward with these protests and not really give Orlando a heads-up or give anybody in the Players Association a heads-up from things of that nature. So it's going to be difficult, I I must say. There's going to be a a couple days left until September, NBA finals is going to be middle of October. So being able to do this within another month, month and a half, you're going to have your NBA champion and it's it's going to end up being a big topic of conversation outside of just two teams that have made it into the NBA finals, even, even, even before anything that happened with these protests, I feel like yeah. that was, that was going to be a topic yeah, of conversation. It now this mm-hmm. makes an area where I feel like more people have no issue in showing a lot less interest in what is going to happen with the remainder of this. It's, it's it's unfortunate, but it's a point. It's a point in time where we mainly just have to wait and see what is going to come from these conversations. What is going to happen with these changes? Because as of right now, it just feels like a catch twenty two for the NBA. The magnifying glass is literally on the bubble of Orlando, and what comes next out of all of it is definitely going to be heightened to the top with the loudest microphone possible uh depending on what comes from either players whether it comes from adam silver himself whether it comes from the wnba whether it comes from uh any other organizations that are jumping in and then shout and shout out to the mlb for doing what they uh did with their protests as well i don't think we see anything from the nhl i don't think we see anything from the nfl i don't truthfully me personally i don't really ask anything from the nfl or the nhl as well again that just r- starts going into the conversations, the areas of conversation that i have where it's just you know just go to the side man i think a lot of our voices um that belo- that are in this media that want to be in this media uh can take it and take it on very well
2: yeah i mean i know at least us over at elite and rnc like we we don't you can listen to any podcast Under this brand, under the umbrella, you know, we don't we don't sugarcoat shit over here. Period. Like if there's an issue going on that definitely affects us, uh, we're gonna speak about it, we're gonna speak truthful about it. I mean, there really there's really not gonna be nothing else around it because damn near ninety-eight percent of elite and RNC, it could have been any of us. Yeah. And that that's 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 our reality. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's how we've taken it. So we, there ain't, we're, going, we're not going to sugarcoat now. All four of us are on this, you know, on this podcast uh, to talk about, yes, what happened in the NBA because we love, we love hoops and we talk about basketball on a week to week basis, but you know, we're also here to to give our side and, and how we feel, which I mean, I'm sure everyone knows how we obviously feel. Um, but you know, yeah, a lot of people are going to be hard on the players and I think it's a tough spot to, for the players um, to be in. And you know, I, show some type of compassion because like you say, everybody's situation is different in this league. Um, but you know, we, we obviously we got to see some damn change, uh, like real change, real progression. Uh, and, and hopefully all of this does come down to, to, you know, real greatness, you know, like something, something, something dope, whoever ends up winning the championship, I'm gonna commend them. I'm still gonna respect the championship because I'm not. I'm personally, even if I do mentally decide to put an asterisk next to it, like it's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna feel any type of way. I'm not gonna say, "Oh, the Lakers," you know. Just you know, they 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 uh, they reach the Celtics. Like I'm not gonna take that away from them. You know what I'm saying? It's it's at the end of the day, it's still basketball. It's still a competition. um, But I just feel like we got to this small point where it was like, "Yo, this shit is huge. It's big." we're all these, you know, multi-talented athletes, you know, and we need, and we're speaking up and we're the, we're the guys, us four, we're the guys who talk about these athletes on a week to week basis. So it's only right that we came on here, told our side, said how we felt. Um, and then, you know, we'll take everything else as stride depending on how the league plays out. So, you know, I think this league was more focused when it, when the bubble first happened, it was, everything was about COVID, COVID, COVID. You know, I know there was obviously some players that were feeling uncomfortable about leaving their families in such a weird time anyways, outside of COVID, but the bubble was really made to prevent COVID. But now something something has happened that the players can't prevent, which is police brutality. And, uh, you know, Black people getting killed um, with no type of, like, question, you know? So, yeah, man, here we are, you know? Yes, yeah, so I'm more than happy to. will it,
1: I'm will, willing to stand with them, willing to, to continue these conversations. And, and hopefully uh, we can have these more in post game interviews. I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to see more areas where um, a lot more players are not interested in talking about the stats, not mm-hmm. interested in talking about the what they're planning to do for the second round, uh, more in the future of the conference finals, the finals. You're yeah. going to see a lot more conversations where people just want to talk directly about what is going on. Uh, in this country as of right now
2: so i'm with it oh, yeah hopefully next time all four of us are only here you know it's a it's like we're excited about a game seven or you know like we're that and it's and it's it's basketball and it's not as somber or whatever the case may be but this this conversation needed to happen so um that that just it is what it is like you guys had to sit here and listen to us for this 45 50 hour whatever it was uh, do this and and you know we'll get back to the games and you know uh drew cam me mark we'll be back next week obviously to keep doing what we always do but um this conversation had to happen for us to move forward in this sport and and yeah man that's that's just our that's that's reality man this is reality for us you know
3: yeah definitely i couldn't agree more i think it was really important for us to talk about everything going on because it's funny jeff when you brought up the the title having an asterisk by it and i kind of thought about that too because initially i thought man no fans no road games Mm -hmm. like stop how can we we view it as a legitimate championship but then i heard a friend of mine talk about yeah we're gonna have an asterisk by it but it's a good one if you're thinking about it they're in the bubble no family no home games yeah all the adversity of all the noise around the bubble—it's tough. Man. You can really make an argument. It's tougher to win in this environment than being with your family, playing home games, and everything. So, I definitely think it's you know something to look into. But I'm happy we are definitely able to come through and you know discuss everything.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. definitely. Before, one, more, one more thing. I know Cam, you probably got want to say something. I just got again. I just I got to put this out there again. Being a millionaire, being successful having uh, cars, women, jewelry, whatever, it does not excuse a person from mental health issues. No. I just want to say that one more time. So, yeah.
0: No, I just want to piggyback off of what, what Jeff said and what Mark said. Like, hopefully the next time we get together to do an episode like this, maybe we do something for the NBA finals or who knows. But just maybe, hopefully it'll be under better circumstances where we aren't discussing the reality the sad reality that african-americans face in this country day in day out um but i'm happy that these players took this took this stand. I'm 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 standing with them and hopefully we see some real change come from it and i think we are going to see some real change come from it i, yeah. I think it, it, it'll trickle into to other sports as well like maybe not into like you said nhl or anything like that but, like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little naive, but I have a little bit of optimism that there might be some type of changes coming as well on the, on the forefront of the NFL also because of this. So yeah. it remains to be seen. But, yeah, just I stand with the players. Make sure you subscribe to the Elite Media channel for all of our podcasts going forward. There will be a new episode of Play for Keeps next week, new RSPN next week as well. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at RC Radio Live. And Instagram, as well as follow us on Twitter at Play for on, on Twitter and Instagram, and also at the Elite Media Group underscore on Twitter. Until next time, we're out. Thanks for t- thanks for tuning in.
1: Yeah.